This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, your host for today's program. Let's face it, sometimes it seems we face grief alone. Family and friends may not be near you or maybe too busy to listen, comfort, and courage. Sometimes they simply don't understand your grief and may intentionally avoid you until you come to what they say is the point of getting over it. Well, when this happens, we stall in our grief and we can easily become discouraged or depressed. But our guest today in our series on God's grace for our grief says it doesn't have to be that way. We can find encouragement for ourselves in the Lord. Well, our guest is Raylene Berry. Raylene is a graduate of Grace School of Theology and serves here as Senior Director of Technology. In addition, Raylene is a licensed minister, a certified Christian counselor, and certified master life coach. She is an international speaker and the author of As I Encourage You, I Encourage Myself. Welcome, Raylene. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I have so looked forward to this. Uh, we could just have a good time talking about lots of things. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> but ma'am. we have an important subject today, so we're, we're going to stick to the subject. Okay, we determined. <laughs> uh, well, anyone who knows you would describe you as a ray of sunshine, a description that you will claim for yourself as God-given. Yes. And, you know, but this didn't come from a life of bed and roses. No. Uh, you have an incredible story. And we'd love for you to take just a moment, if you will, Raylene, just to give our our audience an idea of a few of the things that you've grieved over. Wow. Now, it's interesting. Um, with loss come grief. And there's many types of different loss. You know, um, many people immediately think of death. Um, I have been marred by many, what I would say, tragic deaths in my life and many losses. Um, uh, at the age of um, 11, uh, my my sister died, and I was um, she was 19 at the time, and so this is very tragic for 11 year old not understanding what's going on, and uh, it really um, I think ripped. A major hole in my family. Mm-hmm. We're a strong Christian family, but um, you know when this happened, our family we came together, but it was still hard. Oh yeah. Um, and then um, exactly, well, a little over two years later, um, I was four, uh, 13, 14 at the time. I was turning 13, 14 at the time, and um, my dad dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really amazing because. Um, it was a Friday. I'll never forget it. Some things you never forget. Yeah, the when you details. Talk, the details. Yeah. It was a Friday, and my birthday was the next, uh, well, was the coming up. It was in two days away. And he left, basically asking, uh, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm all excited. Birthdays were big. We're very excited about birthdays. And and so I had told him what I wanted, and he said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get it. I'll be back. And uh, he was dead the next day, and which mm-hmm. was the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So my birthday is always kind of marred. You and I share birthdays, yeah. and that's why yeah. birthdays are so big for 
for me mm-hmm. to celebrate life um, mm-hmm. because uh, we're not promised That's any right. of this. That's and right. so, um, and then she, my, it wasn't maybe 10 years later, my mom died. Mm-hmm. Um, she never really recovered after losing her child and then mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was barely 23 at the time when my mom died. Wow. So those were major deaths that yes. were, were that kind of... I, I believe that a lot of things in my life were determined by those deaths uh, because uh-huh. I didn't go away to the college that I wanted to mm-hmm. because I wanted to stay home with my mom. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I, um, I went through health challenges, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. have their own signs of grief. They do. They do have their it's own signs of grief. Yes, yeah, because yes. I, I had to stop working for a while, mm-hmm. so loss of a job, and mm-hmm. I said, or what I thought my identity was, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. was a loss. And then uh, later a loss of a marriage. Mm -hmm. So those grief has been strong Mm -hmm. for me. But as you mentioned in the introduction, um, leaning and depending on God has Mm -hmm. been my only saving grace through it all Mm -hmm. and allows me to be a ray. And I'm going to say it a little bit differently. Sun, S-O-E, shine, Uh because it's all about him. It's about the, the, the God in me that shining through that allows me to be able to press through some of the situations that I've been through. And that's what we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, keep on shining. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you say there came a point when you realized that whoever you were waiting on to rescue you was already with you, that God had always been there. He was just waiting, waiting for you to surrender uh, all that you were to him. And, you know, that's a powerful wake up call that I think many today need. What does it look like to you uh, to surrender it all to God? How did you go about changing your focus on your loss to to all that God had in store? Well, it was a hard one because remember, I was young. Yeah. Okay. So in my mind, I was still a child. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. And I'm, I, I, I preference this a lot to people. Be careful what you say to people when they've experienced loss, mm-hmm. because people kept telling me, be strong for your mama, mm-hmm. be strong for your mama. Who was being strong for me mm-hmm. at that time? So I was now taking on the role of an adult mm-hmm. for my mom. I have no regrets for it, but I never had an opportunity to really grieve until yeah. I started dealing with my own personal depressions and and anxieties. And I'm like, yeah. well, okay, what is going on here? Yeah. And then yeah. Um, it was really, I, you said rescue. I was looking for someone to rescue me. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when I got married, oh, he's going to rescue He'll do me. It. He'll right. do this. Right. And a woman, a lot of yeah, women so we that. do. Yeah. yeah. And so it was yeah. like, you know, and there was only he's a wonderful man, but there's only so much he can do. Mm-hmm. When we marry, we're looking for someone to save us or whatever. Else. And unfortunately, if God is not in the middle of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, being that lifeline, you will still always have problems. So I'm looking for him to save me and he's probably looking at me to save him. But at some point during my divorce time period, it was when I really realized there's no one else. There was no one else to turn to but God, you know, and while I was saying, why me? God was saying, why not you? And then that's where when I really realized that I had to surrender 
everything, even, you know, work issues, children issues, anything it is. I, my goal is to seek him first, not perfect at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there are days where you just have to realize, okay, God, I give this all to you. Yeah. And that's truly what be, being encouraged in the Lord is about, recognizing yeah. that there, the answer is in his word. Yes. And so, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I think for everyone, Raylene, it's, it is a turning point in our lives when we finally say, okay, Lord. Yes. I, I surrender. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Everything I have, everything I am, it's all yours. Mm -hmm. You do. And and that's when things really start falling in place. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? It is because also it's very humbling. Yeah. Because all along we think we can do it on our own. Yeah. Okay. And it's not about us. The moment we say, God, I I, I need you to take this. Mm -hmm. Um, My pastor says all the time about are we carrying, uh, are we casting or are we carrying? Mm. He said, cast all of our cares on him. Yeah. Okay, but if we're going to still hold on to it, we're carrying versus ca- casting. And so I've, yeah. I'm learning to cast it all mm-hmm. on him, no matter what the situation is. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I love that you say you're learning. We learning. never arrive. No, we're no, always no. learning. No, every day is a, a different day. That's why he says his mercy is new every morning. Every morning. Yeah, every morning. Lord, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, well, understanding how God has uniquely designed us and then uh and then stewarding those unique gifts and talents that he's given us. It's really vital uh, to pressing on after seasons of loss. You recognized your God-given gift of encouragement. And then you have stewarded that gift so well through your life and through your book, through your speaking, your podcast, etc. How would you encourage others to discover their own unique gifting as part of the healing process? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, um, y'all call it the gift of encouragement. I call it the gift of gab. I got a gift of gab. <laughs> you do. Have that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, but how do you use it yeah. for his glory? Uh-huh. And that's one of the hardest things for me was um, when I was going through these things, there was a part of it where I was ashamed. Mm. Okay, but then um, Paul is one of my favorite writers, yeah. and I believe that God gave us allows us to go through th- things for a testimony. Okay, when I started realizing there's nothing to be ashamed of, there are some dark areas of my life that, oh Lord, I don't want to share that. Oh Lord, okay. I, you know, He allowed us to go through some of the things that yeah. we've gone through so yeah. that we could share with others. Yeah. And so that's where I now transparently, um, my platform is being transparent yes. in yes. the things that I've gone with because people tend to see your glory, mm-hmm. but they don't know your story. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know that you still may suffer from depression on some days, mm-hmm. that there's days where you're on your knees in crying and stuff. So um, the gifts that you have, I believe God, um, and you know, I, I think it is Paul who talks mm-hmm. about stirring up the gift and you have to ask God to stir it up. Okay, God, what do you want to use with this situation? Yeah. Yeah. This situation, what gifts that I can use based upon this? I now have a YouTube channel with thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. Who would have ever imagined, little old me, from Los Angeles, California, would be sharing my story Mm -hmm. 
through crafting, yeah. by still talking and yeah. sharing God's gift. Yeah. And people are seeing Christ, not me. Uh-huh. That's my prayer. There's some days I want to get in the middle of it, but you got to find what works for you, not what yeah. works for someone else or what other people are saying. You should be walking in your gift, walk in the gift that God gave you yes. and make sure it gives God the glory. Absolutely. And you'll know what it is because you're passionate about yes, it. Yes, right? yes. And right? you get excited. Oh truly, my goodness. Truly. Well, we know we can't continue to do the same things over and over again and expect change. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but if we're honest, we also know that change is hard. It's very difficult. So how do you suggest overcoming the fear of the unknown so that God can do a new thing in our lives? <laughs> well, I learned a really, really long time ago. Susan Jeffers has a book called Feel the Fear mm. and Do It Anyway. Um, okay. And that book was transformational to me for me along with the Bible because um, he has not given us a, the spirit of fear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes fear controls us. He didn't say that we won't have a feeling of it, mm-hmm. but not a spirit of it. So mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit works and inside of us. And so constantly I fear every day, Yeah. every day, but I have to surrender is the word you mm-hmm. used earlier. Mm-hmm. That fear. Okay. God, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Take this thought captive, yeah. this fear of what could happen or what might happen captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. And as I do, that fear has no power that's right. so sometimes i have to do it scared yes and it is okay to to text my girlfriend hey carmen i'm scared today <laughs> yeah. you know but i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and yes. so sometimes yes. you gotta have those people in your lives you do that you can say i'm scared yeah. but i'm gonna do this anyway yeah um you and i've had some situations recently where i'm said i'm scared about this yeah but we press through we surrender it to god That's and right. allow god to do that new thing yeah and because it's all about him and, oh, and trusting is. him it is yeah it is and i and you know and it, it's a human that, that yes. we would have that fear because mm-hmm. when you've lost and lost and lost right you're always waiting on the other waiting on the drop. next yeah mm-hmm. you're waiting on mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. so that's that's beautiful mm-hmm. though Ray Lane we just uh, you just step out anyway Correct. give it to God mm-hmm. mm. well when we are coming out of a season of grief or loss it seems that the enemy works overtime <laughs> to distract us and keep us busy uh, even with good things so that we don't do the things that God has called us to do to help us move forward so something I've heard you say many times Raylene stay in your lane mm-hmm. I love that because you you explain to our <laughs> listeners what you mean by stay in your yeah, lane it's a good one for me and it's one I have to tell myself quite often um, n- know your gifts and know what God called you to. And some things are just not your battle. And um, many things are not our battle. Yeah. Uh, and if we're trusting God, um, and again, I'm, I, I'm a avid book reader okay and um the book boundaries Uh, having boundaries Mm -hmm. is very vital yes you know and knowing and it's not about keeping you out but it's also keeping me in where i need to be Uh you know because sometimes you know um uh you know here i I work here for grace and sometimes you're sitting in this meeting and you're dying to say something but it's not your lane Uh you really have to now as a leader there's sometimes when you need to speak up don't get me wrong Uh but Sometimes it does not always mean um, that you have to get into every situation. And that's something I have to learn the 
hard way, hard one way. And so staying in your lane, uh, analogy of the car driving down, you know, when you're in your lane, you really do not have to worry about anyone hitting you. You don't have to worry about anyone misinterpreting you because you're in your particular lane. Now, if they're stepping inward and they're getting into other areas, so they've stepped into your zone, okay, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. And and I know that doesn't sound Christ-like, but we take on everybody else's problems. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're not called to do that. We have to trust God that he is going to be a hedge of protection around us and that he is going to be the one. And that security blanket has helped me with my anxiety. Mm. It's helped me with my depression. It's helped me with my headaches. It has helped me with so much. I have to remind myself enemies get behind me Mm -hmm. I'm staying in my lane you stay in yours (laughs) and that's okay to say that every now and then but you got to know what your lane is oh exactly and that means depending on God upon God to show you what is your lane what is your lane that's right it's very vital because sometimes it's not ours yeah well the Bible did tell us the the battle is the Lord's it truly truly is is. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well I think too for me uh I had to, to get through the Lord still takes me through this, this idea of people pleasing. Yes. And that will get us out of our lane oftentimes yes. because we don't want to upset anyone. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hurt feelings. We want to be available. And yet we have to set those boundaries mm-hmm. and say, you know, I can't do that. Can't do that. And you know, the funny thing, and if you don't mind, I, no, I say this very quickly about um, our knowing that some things keep us healthy because we are not touching into pleasing everyone. It's yeah. not our God. Jesus was not walking around trying to please everybody. No, not at he all. He was not. And he did things in love. We could still do things in love mm-hmm. without trying to please everyone. Yeah. And and I, I had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Make your yes, yes, and your mm-hmm. no, no. And that's still staying in my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to help you, but I can't. Yeah. And it's okay. And you it's don't know. Okay. You don't know even need a full explanation, Mm -hmm. you know, and that has helped me with my loss and my grief as well as by saying, nah, I I can't do that. Mother's Day. I can't go to church on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. That's my boundary that I set. And when people start asking me a lot of questions, you know, I'm going to stay home on Mother's Day. I don't under, I don't have to explain it. No, you don't. I don't. It is part of your healing. My healing. Exactly. My mom's been dead over 30 years, but it's still a painful place, you know, and you're watching everybody, um, yeah. celebrate their mothers yep. and getting that red or white flower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to stay home. You yeah. Know, no I way. think that's mm-hmm. very healthy. Yes. Very healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Lord tells us in John 16, 33, that in this world, we're going to have trials, but take heart. He's overcome the world. In our flesh, we don't want to face the fact hmm. that trials will continue until the Lord takes us home. But it seems the key in this scripture is that the Lord has overcome. It's all about who we call on when those trials come, right? It yeah. is very vital. Yeah. Very vital. Yeah. And recognizing that he overcame. Yeah. He didn't say we overcame. He overcame. So that truly means dependent on him yeah. through it all. I mean, uh, you, you you quoted John 16 and 33. I'll go to James 1. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, trials come to make us strong. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm asking God, 
how is this making me strong? How is this making me better? How is this drawing me closer to you? And that's what we, instead of asking God, why am I experiencing this trial? Um, or get me out of it, we should be asking, what am I supposed to be learning mm-hmm. from this trial? Yes. Show me. Show mm, me show the me. blessings in it. Show me the lessons exactly. in it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how important has it been in your healing process to revisit where you have been, the places that God has brought you from? Well, um, being a speaker uh-huh. and, a, and a writer, um, I do it quite often yeah. because it's become natural to me. So uh, it is a healing place. Mm-hmm. It, it has helped me come from where I was to where yeah. I am today. There are still things that I'm healing from mm-hmm. that um, I, I, you know, sometimes there's things. I mean, I, I think about your own book. There's things that you wrote about. It took you a while till you could write about those things. Yes. It, it got, it wasn't saying that you were completely healed from it, but yeah. you're at a better place. Mm-hmm. And so I still work through those things. And I believe that, um, my, my healing comes through my sharing. Yes. You know, yes. uh, yes. I believe that my healing comes through even just talking with my granddaughter. She sees me as this strong woman, mm-hmm. but there's sometimes, well, yeah, you know, granny feels that way sometime too. And that's still healing for me because sometimes mm-hmm. we hold that in here. And that's where a lot of the stress and anxiety comes from as well. Yes, but um, yes. our healing comes from sharing. I really believe that for yes. me. No, I, I agree. It's very therapeutic. It is. Uh, there was a long, long time that I did not share about my abuse as a child. Mm-hmm. Because I felt ashamed. Ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the, how the enemy works. Oh, doesn't he? Doesn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. And so once, you know, the Lord was working on me and he opened my eyes to the fact that I was a victim. I was five and six years right. old mm-hmm. when that happened. Right. I was not, uh, that was not a choice that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he began to give me that nudging. You need right. to share this. You need to yes. share this. And I'll and you're never like, why forget. do I want to, sh- why you want to share this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The first time I shared at a women's retreat mm-hmm. and I, it wasn't even in my plan, but the Lord said, you better share it. You better mm-hmm. share it. And afterwards when women would come up, you know how they'll do after you speak That's and right. they'll come up and want prayer or whatever. It was almost every one of them wanted to talk about their own mm-hmm. abuse. And I was like, thank you, Lord. So, so sometimes it opens a door. It for does. others to be vulnerable and to receive encouragement right. or prayer. Right? And it also helps us as well. Because mm-hmm. think about it. That moment you did share it, uh-huh. you do realize that they, um, when they came up to you, uh-huh. you really realize at that point yes. why God had you to share. Yes. I remember sharing about my divorce. I hadn't yes. gotten in any details of my divorce here in the United States. For some reason, in the Philippines, I was at a women's conference, uh, Beauty Out of Brokenness, and yeah. um, I felt compelled to share more about my divorce. Mm. And the women were asking me all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. I was like, why mm-hmm. have I been so afraid to, mm-hmm. because I felt like a failure mm-hmm. in my marriage, mm-hmm. but I also realized that God used that situation to help many women. And I'm yes. still talking about that same situation with some of those women. So, um, it, it's really important for us to know that, that, uh, God is using us for no that. Doubt. And it's not just about us. Mm. Well, and that's, that's when it's really obvious that mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's, it's about not. these women, women that needed help. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, your book, as I encourage you, I encourage myself, it's, it's such an excellent devotional uh, where it really takes you through a journey of various trials that brought grief and sorrow, but also full of encouragement and scripture to point them back to the Lord. What would be your hope for those who have not read your book? Uh, what are you hoping that they can can glean from? Well, um the biggest thing is you 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 call it a devotional. I and I want it to be one of those books that you can pick up at any time. Yeah, one of those um, um, coffee table books that yeah. you. I, I just need a word of encouragement about this, and I can pick this up. I don't have to read chapter one yet. I can read chapter seven. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. and then when you read chapter seven, oh, she's talking a little bit about this over here that'll make you want to read chapter two. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it's something that's going you can pick up as you need it. All of those scriptures were things that encouraged me in some of my darkest days mm-hmm. and that and so they they mean something to me and uh so i would love others not just women because yeah. a lot of people assume oh, yeah. that i am just a there's it's a woman's book but no, then it's, um it's, it's not it's not no. and it's a devotional that uh-huh. you know if you're going through loss or you're single and you're dating and you're like oh my god what am i into pick it up and read it and mm-hmm. find out what god says about being a, a single in christ you know all yeah. of those things and so those are the things that I would love someone that would pick up the book would see. Well, thank you. And I can guarantee uh, you'll be blessed Mm -hmm. uh, if you read this book. Thank you, Raylan, Mm -hmm. for sharing your journey uh, and for sharing your heart and insights with us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, I encourage you, our listeners, to check out our program notes where you're going to find more information about Raylan's book. As I encourage you, I encourage myself. Perhaps you've been motivated today to learn more about God and his word that helps in our healing process. We invite you to check out the many courses offered through our degrees program at Grace School of Theology or for those simply wanting to know and love our Savior more deeply. Check out Grace on Demand through our Grace Center for Spiritual Development. You'll find information at our website at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu or download the Grace app. We're so glad you tuned in today. Please tell others about saving grace. Remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.